Welcome to Wisdom, where we distill thousands of years of wisdom from the greatest minds, past and present, into simple, actionable solutions for our most painful mental, health, and life challenges that we face in today's out-of-control world. Anxiety, fear, depression, feeling lost, FOMO and social issues, even dealing with bosses and coworkers, wisdom is like a filter for all the best thinking and evidence-backed solutions, as well as the wisdom and learning from the ancients, from Stoicism, Buddhism, meditation, and more. Wisdom gives you both quick, actionable microdoses in just a few minutes, as well as going deeper with longer episodes when you want to go deeper. You can also get the free weekly wisdom microdose email by signing up at getwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled without the O at getwisdom.com. How to deal with morning anxiety. Well, here's another one that so many of us deal with, yours truly included. And doesn't it seem like more and more people these days are experiencing anxiety-related issues? Well, it's true. If you look at the latest data, anxiety has become the number one most prevalent reported mental health problem in the U.S. And as many of us that deal with anxiety issues know, it comes in all kinds of fun shapes and flavors. But one of the really common ones is morning anxiety, or anxiety that feels worst right when you wake up, or in some cases even before you should be getting up. Well, fortunately, like anxiety disorders in general, there is so much you can actually do to solve it, or at least make it much less of a problem. And no matter what, remove the fear from it. And fear is something that we'll talk about a lot in all of the anxiety-related wisdom episodes. So let's start with the first thing many of us want to understand about morning anxiety. Why? Why am I so anxious in the morning? Why this new morning anxiety in some cases? Well, you're right to want to know why you're having such bad morning anxiety, and anxiety of other kinds too, because the first helpful step in solving it is understanding it. Understanding the specific reasons, the factors, and the triggers behind it. Morning anxiety, like other anxieties, can be caused by a combination of things, so let's break them down here so we can understand what's really going on. First of all, relax. There's nothing wrong with you. I mean it, really. There's nothing wrong with you. As with other anxieties, even though it can feel absolutely horrible and scary, like you're going crazy or going to die when it's happening, you are safe. It's truly just mental. And this stuff is completely treatable. Really, I've experienced it myself firsthand. It's entirely doable to solve it, to cure it, if you will, and people do it all the time. So put a smile on your face and get positive here because we're going to help you get on the path to doing just that. Firstly, there are two core sets of factors to understand. The first one is physiological, or the physical factors that can cause, contribute to, or exacerbate morning anxiety. Secondly, there are mental or purely cognitive factors, the wiring and responses and thought patterns in our minds and how we deal with them. And both factors affect each other, so it's important to understand both of them so that you can attack it on both fronts. Let's dig into sleep quality and circadian rhythm, probably the highest impact factors when it comes to morning anxiety for many people. Well, we could spend several episodes going deep into the brain chemistry and the science behind how sleep and circadian rhythm cycles affect anxiety. We'll focus here for this episode on addressing your morning anxiety issues specifically. Basically, it comes down to this. Your brain chemistry is much more likely to activate your sympathetic nervous system and the related fight or flight response at the root of anxious feelings and thoughts when your brain doesn't get the proper restorative deep and REM sleep cycles that it needs to function properly. And this sleep cycle is part of your overall daily circadian rhythm. 
cycle from waking up through getting sleepy in the evening to prepare for sleep and then preparing it for the day ahead. Now that's a gross oversimplification, but at the highest level, if your circadian cycle is disrupted or interrupted, and then your brain doesn't get the multiple cycles it needs to clean and consolidate and refresh itself before the next wake cycle, the likelihood of all kinds of problems becomes exponentially higher. You know how when you go to bed too late or have something that wakes you up or keeps you up all night, or you travel and have terrible jet lag, you just feel mentally awful the next day? Well, apart from anxiety, most people feel down and angry, irritated, distracted, uninterested, and also hungry and craving things more than you normally would. You can feel all around just like a different person. So you understand just how impactful proper sleep is, even one night, and how messing with it for even one night can just wreck how you feel the next day. And then it's cumulative to make it even worse. Multiple nights of poor sleep make it even harder to recover from these problems, leading to chronic and very serious health problems, including full-on neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's. That's why people with sleep apnea, for example, often deal with such debilitating health issues just from dysfunctional sleep and why it's absolutely critical to treat it. As a side note, if you deal with chronic sleep issues and usually wake up feeling exhausted despite a lot of time in bed, snore, and have frequent anxiety during the day, you should absolutely ask your doctor for a sleep apnea test. Nowadays, it's so easy to do. Often as easy as just getting a take-home sleep monitoring device that you wear for one night, bring back to the doctor the next day, and get the data analyzed. But no, your wearable sleep tracker that you bought online doesn't count here. This needs a very sensitive test. It needs to be a clinical grade device and the data must be properly interpreted by a sleep apnea expert for a proper diagnosis. So why is the circadian cycle and proper restorative sleep, and enough of it, so important for morning anxiety? Because if you have sleep issues that affect your deep, REM and overall length of sleep, you're exponentially more likely to wake up with your fight or flight response hyperactivated. Your sympathetic nervous system will be on overdrive, caused by both the multitude of factors stemming from your brain not having a chance to properly clean and replenish itself, and the related shift in brain chemicals affecting your stress hormones, such as cortisol. And it also affects your feel-good or balancing brain chemicals, such as serotonin and dopamine and many others. Even your hunger and craving-related chemicals, such as leptin and ghrelin, are all out of whack. All this creates an ideal environment for normal thoughts, stresses, sounds, sights, and everyday things that normally feel inconsequential. Suddenly, they're all easy triggers for your fight-or-flight response, your fear centers in your brain, which cause more activity in the amygdala region of your brain, which regulates fear and emotions. Have you ever felt snappy or jumpy or quick to attack? punchy and aggressive after not sleeping well, and you know exactly what we're talking about here, and you know what's going on. This same propensity for fight or flight and fear-based responses, the basic evolutionary wiring whose purpose has been to keep us safe by being vigilant and hyperactivated so that we can quickly run away from that attacking animal or dodge a dangerous situation, it's all equally activated when you're just sitting there in bed. Imagine that. Your brain is ready to fight, looking out for anything that could be a threat, even though you're just sitting there in bed. And it feels absolutely awful. Of course it does. Even though there's no real danger, your planning and scanning and worried, vigilant, ready to fight mind, fueled by that morning cortisol and exacerbated by improper sleep, incorrectly interprets everyday normal morning stuff as life or death threats. 
really, that's really what's going on. And as we'll talk about in a bit, when you add to that a system of learned responses and behaviors and overall fear about the what if I feel even more anxious to the mix, which are learned responses and behaviors, by the way, you can really become a toxic stew that makes you feel incredibly anxious and just awful all around, especially in the morning as you're just waking up and starting your day. That's already a time where it's hard not to find your mind thinking about the future, planning and scanning for the day ahead, what you have to do, where you need to rush off to, worries about work and meetings and people and whatever else lies in the realm of the unknown but happening shortly. What a mess, right? Yes, and thankfully there's so much you can do to fix this. Before we go into the purely mental side though, let's talk about a couple additional physical factors that affect the sleep and circadian side of the house that are worth calling out because they can be game changers for some people and really make a difference. Number one, the pre-bedtime routine. You've probably already heard about the blue light factor, turning off all your screens and devices and, and being in as dark of a setting as you can at least one hour before bed. Well, it's absolutely true, and it's even more critical than you think. Why is that? Never before have our brains, which evolved over eons to get sleepy when the sun goes down, had to deal with this incredibly recent phenomenon, not just phone and computer screens and blue light spectrum, but also electricity in general, being immersed in all sorts of lights in the evening. Our brains simply haven't had any time to evolve to this new reality. And the worst of the offenders have only emerged in the last couple decades, with blue light spectrum phone and computer screens and big screen TVs. More and more evidence has now proven that this blue light spectrum literally blocks the production of key chemicals in our brain such as melatonin, which is critical for your normal circadian cycle to prepare your brain for sleep. Add to that the even more recent world of hyper-addictive social media and dopamine-triggering apps and games and news push notifications and alerts and more. It's no wonder that we're all not clinically insane. This new reality is nothing short of unprecedented in the history of our species, full stop. And we wonder why things like anxiety and depression and social media addiction are rising like never before. It's so obvious when you put this all together, and that's a good thing, as these are things you can actually change. They're within our control. If you're currently one of these people that's on your phone or computer in the evening before bed, and you're not getting great sleep, boom, start there. 80-20 rule. Start with the most impactful few things that will make the largest difference. Try for even a couple nights. Try turning off all screens and devices. That means your TV too. Make your room as dark as possible for at least an hour before bedtime. Neither try reading some light fiction with a dim reading light, or better yet, sit in the dark and just spend some time coming up with the things from your day that you're grateful for. What's good in your life, even for a few minutes? What can you realize that you might be worried about but really shouldn't be? Learn about mindfulness and meditation in our other wisdom episodes and elsewhere. The point is to disconnect from your perseverating, analyzing, worrying, dopamine hit-seeking mind and to do this in as dark of a setting as possible. Doing this simple change is a game changer for so many people. For many, this one change alone can dramatically reduce or eliminate the morning scaries altogether. As your brain finally gets back to a proper circadian cycle with proper deep and REM cycles and associated levels of brain chemicals that go along with it. Now it sounds so simple, but shockingly so many people don't have the willpower to do it. We're already addicted. We're addicted to that dopamine craving reward loop 
that our new modern reality makes all too tempting. Everything from Netflix to social media, to news and games, to email and messaging, and so much more all at our fingertips, it's so tempting to feel like you are relaxing or winding down before bed when you're just innocently scrolling through social media and news messages. It feels good, kind of like you're winding down, right? Well, you're not, on a couple levels. Number one, the blue light from the screens. Even if you use the night mode or night shift mode that many devices now have, which reduces the level of blue light spectrum, you're still seeing bright light and it's still disrupting your circadian cycle and affecting melatonin. Then on top of that, perhaps just as important, you're activating your brain with a massive dose of stimuli, flipping from one story or happening to the next, all forcing your brain to process and react to what you're consuming, flipping between apps and messaging and email and news, seeing other people's amazing looking lives and political triggers and scary videos and so much more. Do you even realize what a sensory overload you're doing to your brain? Think about that. Even just a couple decades ago, we didn't have such sensory overload when watching, say, TV. You watched one channel at a time. It was a completely different animal. So just think about how overstimulated your brain is getting just from basic flipping through your phone. And you're doing this right before you go to sleep. It's actually insane. And it's just so new in our society that we haven't caught up with it yet. We haven't realized just how impactful all of this is to our brains. Our brains that haven't even caught up with the reality of electricity and lights in the evening. Think of the impact of this on our brains, our mental health, our physical health. Thankfully, we're starting to realize just how impactful this is. So look, just try cutting it out for a couple nights and see how you sleep. Make the effort. It might take more than a couple nights if you're very addicted and disrupted, as your circadian cycle can take several days to get back to a healthy pattern. So stay with it. Oh, and you'll probably find that your overall level of anxiety, moodiness, and even cravings for unhealthy foods, all of that will likely improve just from the simple pre-bedtime change. Isn't that incredible? And it will definitely make an impact on your morning anxiety. It's the first thing to try. Beyond the pre-bedtime dark room and no devices change, diet is important as well, particularly if you don't already eat a healthy diet. And if you regularly consume sugar or simple carbs, in the two to three hours before bed. We won't go too deeply into it here, but suffice to say that sugars and simple carbs before bed alter the chemicals in your brain and gut and can significantly disrupt your sleep cycles, so much so that it can completely wreck your sleep. That's right, sugar and simple carbs before bed is a bad idea. So try cutting it out, I know it's hard, but it makes a massive difference. You also don't wanna eat a large meal or snack too close to bedtime for similar reasons. Finally, and you should always check with your doctor or healthcare practitioner before trying any supplements or dietary interventions, but some people get a lot of benefit from adding some magnesium, specifically magnesium glycinate in the evening. And many of us are deficient in magnesium anyway, so it can be helpful on a few fronts. Also, simple herbal teas without caffeine, such as chamomile or blends that have chamomile, passionflower, lavender, and other relaxing and generally safe herbs can be helpful too, but not too close to bedtime, as a lot of liquid before bed can make you wake up and have to pee. Yep, we've all been there. So obviously no caffeine-containing drinks or foods in the second half of your day, as caffeine can last in your system for a surprisingly long time for many people. So use common sense. Cut out the sugars, the caffeine, the bright lights and devices and social media. Get into a dark setting in the final hour or two before bed, and marvel as your sleep quality improves dramatically. 
and see how this impacts your morning anxiety. This alone may solve it altogether. And you'll probably find it makes the rest of your day far more calm and enjoyable and positive as well. Okay, so despite the bedtime and sleep changes, some of us are just genetically more likely to experience anxiety than others, as there are other factors such as stressful periods in our life, past trauma, or existential worries that can all affect anxiety. Also, your cortisol is generally higher in the morning, and at some people, that's just enough to trigger some morning anxiety. So, if you're still dealing with it after making all the changes we discussed, fortunately, there's still a lot you can do on the back end, right in the morning. These are also things you can do anytime you feel anxious. Whenever your mind is racing, you're worried about the day ahead, you're feeling rushed or out of control. And somehow, doesn't it feel like your morning anxiety is worse on, say, Sundays and Mondays? That's right, we're all human. Well, this is where learning some true cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, including the basic concepts around mindfulness, can be incredibly helpful. And for many people, really turn down the volume on those anxious feelings. As we'll cover in several other wisdom episodes on the topic of dealing with anxiety, meditation-related practices, as well as proven cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, can be so helpful, specifically for anxiety. So let's distill the most tried and true of them briefly here, and then you can dive in more deeply in other episodes to learn more about each one. Number one for morning anxiety in our modern, dopamine-hit-addicted mobile phone world. Put the phone down. You know that phrase from the movie Glengarry Glen Ross? Put the coffee down? Well, put the phone down. Now, let me guess. Your alarm goes off and you're already in a dreading, panicked state about the day ahead, living the future in your mind, trying to predict all the possible things that could be unpleasant today. So what do you do? You grab your phone. You check your latest texts and your emails, assuming the worst. You see scary clickbait news headlines. Boom, over to social media, where you are made to feel instantly inadequate with major FOMO, while also getting into that addicted loop so you just can't break away. Just one more scroll. Your already high morning cortisol has just been intensified by 100 into absolute overdrive. The rush of fear, FOMO, brain chemicals, information overload, spawning multiple new thoughts and fears and random worries all in seconds. You wonder why you feel anxious? Really? How about putting the damn crack device down now? And that's a perfect time for the second step, a quick gratitude moment. No, don't roll your eyes here. We've all heard too much talk about gratitude and journaling and all of that, right? It sounds kind of nauseating in some ways, right? But no, you don't need more than a few seconds of it. And this actually works. Really think about it. Lose all the cliches around it. Think of three simple things that you're actually grateful for. It could be anything. It could be the people in your life, or your health, the fact that you're relatively healthy. Just a couple good things in your life. Key is to really mean them, to internalize them. Really think about how lucky you are, all things considered, including how lucky you are to even be alive and to get this very finite chance to experience the world and life and get to go do what you're about to do today. All the stuff you were worried about, you're lucky to get to do it. The power of doing this in the morning for anxiety is incredible. Try it. Try it for a couple days. See how you feel. Finally, here's a mindfulness meditation technique to apply in practice whenever you feel those anxious feelings coming on. Step outside yourself and try to observe those thoughts and feelings objectively, from a distance, as if you were observing yourself from elsewhere in the room, seeing your body over there, having those thoughts. Notice how those are just thoughts. 
that person over there, you, is just having some thoughts and feelings. Look at you from a distance. Look at you having those thoughts and feelings. How interesting. And those thoughts and even the scary, uncomfortable anxiety feelings and racing heart and all that are completely harmless. It's not dangerous in any way. None of it. They're just temporary thoughts. There is no danger. Those thoughts are literally just like clouds floating by on a partly cloudy day. The thoughts and feelings always pass just like clouds. It's like a leaf flowing down a stream, passing by you and disappearing out of sight. Try to internalize that. When you practice this key mental shift of observing your thoughts and feelings from a distance, objectively, like a scientist almost, and remembering that they are never dangerous and always pass away, even the scariest ones suddenly lose their power. And finally, to take it even further, the key is to stop fearing the thoughts and feelings. That fear of fear, because that's the root of anxiety, fearing the fear. And now that you know that there's nothing to fear, no raging tiger about to attack you, it's just your evolutionary brain's fight or flight response incorrectly thinking that there is, you can actually laugh at the fear. Maybe even ask for more of it, which is the ultimate point that you'll get to when making this key mental shift, running towards the fear. It's like waking up from the matrix. You see the silly fear and thoughts for what they actually are. And you realize that there's nothing real there. They're just thoughts. And they always pass away anyway, every single time. Doing this again and again, you'll not only be able to conquer your morning anxiety, but all anxiety, anytime, anywhere. Perhaps equally importantly, you'll also start to see reality in a whole new way. The world will actually look different, a little less scary, less daunting, and you'll be able to start to live more in the moment, the now, really enjoying the moments more than ever, including your mornings. So try the combination of bedtime and sleep hygiene, turning off that phone, gratitude, and applying the mindfulness techniques this combinatorial approach may well solve your morning anxiety and really any other anxiety that you have. It takes some practice, so be patient. But you know, so much is affected by our sleep, light, the circadian cycles, not jacking your brain into a panic state of overload and panic, and then leveraging mindfulness to get your brain back to the objective present. These techniques have worked wonders for me personally, inspiring me to share what I've learned here to help others. And you've probably heard about some of these techniques and some of these things, but it's putting it all together that makes the key difference and really internalizing it. Fortunately, there's no magic here. There's more and more evidence behind the efficacy of each of these areas, which is why more and more people are finally getting wise. So now it's your turn. Try these techniques, put them all together, relax, realize there is no danger, fix your sleep, turn off that phone, get into the present moment, and I promise you, your anxiety will go away. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to sign up for the free weekly wisdom microdose email at getwisdom.com. At getwisdom.com, you'll find lots of other resources as well. So check it out. That's get wisdom without the O. Medical disclaimer. The information in Wisdom episodes is for information purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, and you should always consult with your medical or healthcare practitioner regarding any health, medical, dietary, 
psychiatric, or psychological advice. This show is for information and entertainment purposes and should be treated as such. 